Welcome to How to Feel Better with me, Ruth Kudzi. How You Feel Better is an inside job, and we're going to be delving into ways that you can enhance the way that you feel about yourself and lead a happier and more fulfilling life. I'm Ruth Kudzi, a master certified coach, best selling author, and coach trainer, and I'm delighted to have you here. So today we've got a very juicy guest for you. We've got Jenny Kovacs and she's going to be talking about visibility. She's the queen of being seen. She speaks, she consults, she coaches, she mentors and she trains people to be visible in a way that raises their profile and be confidently seen. And she is herself an award-winning mentor and businesswoman. So what we're going to be talking about today is how to feel better emotionally, mentally, physically and spiritually while being visible. And we were just talking about, Jenny, that this this can be such a thing for so many people, can't it? Yeah, it can, because I think we all need to be visible in so many areas of our lives. And the time that it hits and the time that we actually realise it is usually professionally. We either want to get promoted or career progression or, you know, as business owners, we want to have more people know about our work. Mm. And you know, there's so many myths out there about what being visible is and what it mm. isn't. And I just I just like I've been doing this for so long, like 13 years. I just keep banging the drum, whether you're just getting started and thinking of putting yourself out there or whether you're like a pro and you've been doing it for ages and you've had like high profile things. There's just different levels of it, you know. And so let's go there. Let's go. So you've been doing this for 13 years. What brought you into this field? I have to say, when I first started my business, if you'd asked me what I did, it was like training and coaching on one hand and cakes and chocolates on the other. (laughs) When I started this, I'd come out of a a role as like, you know, um, L&D, you know, learning and development professionally, corporately. I'd gone through financial services. I'd raised my own profile there. And I had this niggling feeling for about 10 years that I wanted to start a business. Mm. I also had this feeling that, well, what if it takes a while for the training and coaching to take off? And as a qualified chef um, and as someone who absolutely adored sugar craft, I used to make like, you know, handmade chocolates, but also the sorts of flowers that people have a wedding cake, children's cake, you know, three dimensional, colourful (laughs) Thing was edible including the glitter and the gold I thought to myself well someone always has a birthday don't they you know or a celebration so just in case so I actually did both to start off with but very quickly um I think it was like 18 months in I had to turn down a really lucrative piece of training for salesforce.com mm. because I was making a one-year-old's birthday cake for like 60 quid or something like that <laughs> and at that point I thought this probably isn't the best model to mix. So I'm just going to have to like jump in and, and go with the training and yeah. go. That's how it happened. <laughs> I, I love the fact that it's like, you know, that, that was the sign that you go, I'm just going into the training and coaching. So then what about visibility? What was it about that that you went, oh, this is such, this is such a need for people to have that confidence to be visible? So when I started like really getting into the training and coaching, um, I would be predominantly helping people who were nervous public speakers. Really loved doing that. 
I, I don't know why I was so attracted to that specific thing, but I just knew how uncomfortable it felt to either want to speak and be wrapped with nerves and walk away feeling like you've rambled, not done your best. Um, mm. so I kind of dived into that. What I then found when I got in there was I would share a story, a true story of how in my corporate life I'd actually been taken seriously at work, which think Mm. about this financial services, male dominated environment, pinstripe suits, sometimes the only woman in the room, sometimes the only black chick in the room, you know, yet I was filled with these incredible like middle class white males who took me seriously. And to boot, in the space of two years, I um, quadrupled my salary and got promoted three times. Mm. And on paper, that shouldn't have happened. So as I was like pulling out pieces of my story to help the clients, they'd be like, hold on a second, wait, how did you do that? What did you say? I'd be like, okay, well, let's do the speaking stuff first. And it took for me to go through coaching and having my own mentor, which I still do to this day, when we were kind of talking about what I did and one of my mentors said to me I think you help people to really stand out you really show them how to be seen Mm. and of course I poo-pooed that idea I was like no no that's not it um so then I worked with um, another coach and a mentor and this coach said to me if you had a hundred people lined up in front of you and you had to help them to be even more visible what would you do? I said, I I bespoke what they needed. And she said, yes, but what repeatable steps would there be? And even having the conversation, I was so like zingy and excited and I I could do it for any situation. Mm -hmm. So the honest answer to how did I get into um, visibility, it feels like it was an accident, but it actually feels very synchronistic because once I started doing it and you've got to remember like, I started out in 2010. Um, Between 2010, 2014, no one was talking about visibility. So every time I said it, people like, oh, wow, that's amazing, you know. Um, And as I kind of went through those steps and loved doing it even more, I had my shy public speakers who were appearing on like TV interviews and they were standing up and going to like government and things like that. And I was convinced I wasn't teaching them that Um, and they would always kind of link it back to what I'd shared with them before Mm. so I then had to do my work to find out well what are those repeatable steps how can I help more people how can I scale it and the visibility stuff was born amazing Okay, so let's go into this. Actually, let's just go into what do when people say visibility, what do they or what do you mean? So usually what they mean is being on social media 24-7, having a gazillion likes and shares, going viral and all of that. What I mean is each individual, whether they're a startup, whether they're an owner, founder who has scaled and sold and floated lots of businesses, whether they're a CEO, their yeah. ability for them, for people to see them for who they truly are in a very yeah. authentic and vulnerable way sometimes, um, for them to be taken seriously. So I say be seen, be heard, be visible. Um, be heard as in 
have actual influence, not be an influencer, but actually have influence and make an impact to the people around them, their company, their brand or whoever. And they do it in a way that feels 100% congruent, completely them. So they feel confidently comfortable with being visible. Um, Mm -hmm. And that to me is a distinction because there are a lot of people that will teach you to wear a persona. But of course, when you do that deep down inside, you feel like you're faking it. You feel like you're not being you or you're playing to an audience or a crowd. And that's where people will then often after the event walk away saying, I don't know, maybe they didn't get it. Maybe I rambled. Maybe it wasn't the right thing. Oh, maybe I was boring, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So Mm. to me, I would define um, visibility as being our ability to be 100% congruent, comfortable and credible so that we're taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the credible as well is so important and taken seriously. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And if people do this, if people are visible in this way, How does it help them feeling? So let's start emotionally. How does this help you feel better emotionally? Okay, so emotionally, it's the thing that has us feel like we're in our zone of genius. Mm. If you think about this, um, in The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, he talks about zone of genius. It feels effortless. It actually fuels us. Mm. You know when you don't have it emotionally because you feel like you're pushing water uphill, you know? Um, And I would say emotionally, it has the ability to fuel us or floor us. And Mm. that's when you can tell you've hit the sweet spot. I love that. So that's the emotional. Let's let's have a look at how does this make us feel mentally or cognitively better? So mentally and cognitively. It, do, it shouldn't induce anxiety. You know, I have so many people that say, oh, I, I know I need to do some videos and put myself out there, but I just, it feels cringy. I'll do it next week. I'll do it when. Mentally, you go to your sweet spot. You find the places that, you know, you're, you're great at, the things that you can do. You make an impact. You're more visible to the people who um, want to, to see you. So mentally, it isn't a stressful exercise. You don't have floods of tears. You don't feel anxious. You can just feed your brain with food. That's how I would recommend that anybody kind of tops themselves up mentally. So mm-hmm. for some people, it means actually don't go on social media um, and sometimes don't even advertise on social media. Um, and for other people, it will mean um, being around like-minded people, other people like yourself, you know, it will be put my word out there with um, the programs that I run, the accreditations I do, the books that I write. Um, but finding how to do that as you will definitely help to do that mentally. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because so many people have so much anxiety about what they think is visibility on social media, don't they? They do. And and for anyone that has that, um, I think it's because they may be using the the medium that's not the best medium for them to to get their work out there. I, I often talk about page, stage and screen. Some people will stand up on a stage and speak publicly all day long, Um, You know, some people get in front of a video 
uh, webinars, you know, masterclasses, and absolutely adore doing that. Other people, the written word is their thing. You know, they put out great posts, they write great books, articles, and some people, of course, can can do all of those. Mm. But when we go into the place that um, it's almost like our comfort zone, which is a bit different to what everyone else says about getting outside of your comfort yeah. zone. But when you when you stay within your comfort zone, it builds a muscle. It actually builds a confidence muscle, and that definitely helps mentally. And so actually what you're saying is it's about finding out what your comfort zone area is so mm-hmm. then you can focus on building the muscle rather than and I think that that people do this and I've definitely done that thinking I've got to do all of these things because that's what everybody else is doing that's exactly and this is the distinction for me and um, when it's mental um mentally you're not looking at what everyone else is doing you are doing like you're doing you quite literally yes after you know after you've kind of got out there and you're doing that more of that by all means if you feel that you want to build on the other mediums then build on it but don't kind of start from that place Mm. brilliant okay so it's really finding your finding your sweet spot your zone of genius working on that and using that to be visible and that's going to help reduce that anxiety it's going to help you emotionally how will it help you physically so physically this sounds like a very strange thing but I'm kind of going to go back to basics because this always counts physically when we feel frightened about doing something as you'll know through your work you know we can be very stoic our body will literally freeze So getting that movement in is really important. I'm not a do this thing and this will work. I'm a find your thing. So for some people, it could be running. Mm. Others, it could be walking. Some, it could be yoga and movement. Others, like quite literally, could be just flexing your fingers and shaking your body out. It could be dancing. So it's funny because some of the most, um, the people that have been the most nervous when I've helped them with video, for example, and I'm not about like teleprompters and stuff like that. One of the things that I've got them to do to relax, the most, what two of the most effective things are to laugh or to dance. Mm. So I don't know if you've ever been to one of those conferences where you walk in and the person plays the music they like and then they make the audience dance and people are doing that cringeworthy assembly thing. It's not about that. I will encourage people to put on their their favourite piece or pieces of music and really dance before they hit play on camera. That movement in their body gets them into their joy and their bliss and then helps how they come across on camera. The other thing that I've done... And I've been hired at times just to literally stand behind the camera because the person's been really nervous mm-hmm. and remind them to smile and laugh. And I'll always crack a little funny just before <laughs> they're ready to go. And they're still in this energy of the laughter and it just oils whatever comes out of their mouth and, and, and helps. Mm-hmm. There. So movement in some way, in your way, is great. And sometimes you might again need to mix a few of them. Yeah, and I, I, I love the fact that it's, it is about going back to basics, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I think because it, when we get in our heads about things and like often overthink things, 
we use our brains. This is what I've noticed when I've coached people over the years. People who are particularly anxious use their brains and inadvertently create even more anxiety without meaning to. So my job is just to, well, let's unplug you from creating anxiety and get you to create something that's a bit more useful and beneficial to you. Um, And in that kind of process, things can become really complicated. So I'm one for like, let's go back, let's keep it simple, let's make it really easy. My wish is, and this is why I think I'm known as the queen of being seen, it's about them being seen. So my wish is that they can go off and do it for themselves. Mm. don't have to credit me or anything like that just go off and be able to do it for yourself again and again and again that's it you know that's the best testimony that when we work with people that they're able to embed what what we have worked with them on and then they're able to use it again and again and again and that really is a transformation that you're doing that you're working with people on every day isn't it it is. And it's funny because it's it's not just kind of like the small business owners, the authors and the speakers and, the you know, one man band business owners. Every time I have any doubt and think, oh, you know, I've been doing the same thing for all of this time. Should I change? Should I diversify a bit more? I, I'll go into. So what happened was um, uh, 2022, beginning of 2022, I had a gig to do some training and a talk and the talk was at Scotland Yard Mm. in front of very high ranking um, police officers. And I have to say, possibly one of the most nerve wracking experiences (laughs) going into it. All sorts of stuff came up for me, you know, for what I was about to do with them. Uh, But the funny thing was, I remember thinking, well, this is like this is a really important um, piece. I was talking about motivation and mindset mm. and I there was no kind of no visibility stuff in it per se. But then the questions they were asking me were pointing to the fact that they needed visibility. So I said, look, I've got a system I created. Here are the five key pillars, like just as an overview. Here's what you need to do. This, 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 this. And that was that. Then went on to um, work, run some workshops for them. And everybody in the feedback said, yeah, this was good. This was good. And I love the vibe system, which is the the five pillars. I love the vibe system. Um, And it was so funny because it was a reminder that actually this, it's just stuff that everybody on every level needs. So yeah, that's that's the thing. (laughs) I love the fact it's called the vibe system as well. Like that's just brilliant. (laughs) That was accidental as well. It like, you know, you honestly, you can't make this stuff up. Just like, what were the key things? Have a look. And then um, when I looked back, it spelt the acronym vibes, you know, and I just thought, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's that is definitely the universe saying this is the right thing for you. It's got vibes. (laughs) (laughs) So the only thing that we haven't looked at so far is how does this visibility method, this vibe method, help people spiritually to feel better? Because I think that's the part that we often miss, isn't it? It is. And it's so funny because when, um, you know, you and your team were like, OK, these are the, the the things that you need to think about. This is the one I probably thought about the most, but actually, mm. in a way, needs the least amount of thought. Yeah. Because I think when it happens spiritually, it's not contrived. It's not constructed. My thoughts and my beliefs around this is that it is often something that is far bigger than us. Mm. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than everyone. 
So it feels very much in flow. I know some people don't like that as a, an expression. So for others, it could be, um, it feels instinctive, very intuitive, gut feel, but it, it definitely feels in flow. Um, and often people will say when they get to that point, something comes out of their mouth that they didn't expect. Um, and that's when they know. The other thing I think it does is, the spiritual element of this, it comes from a place of service. So this now has nothing to do with, you know, even business building, brand building, you know, personality building or profile building. This has everything to do with um, how can I kind of bring my gifts to the world in the best way. And I say this, um, whether you're a road sweeper, whether you're a CEO, you know, whether you're a chef, it doesn't matter the thing that you're doing, you bring your, your best to it, and it feels very magical to do. And I think that is one of the most kind of purpose driven, if you like, mission driven feelings that a person can have. And I became consciously aware of this, I, uh, many years ago, I phoned into Hay House Radio when Dr. Wayne Dyer was, was oh, on. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I'd done it so many times before, like I wanted to ask a question. But on this particular occasion, two things happened. I'd woken up that morning with that song, I Can See Clearly Now, in my mm. head. I don't know why, but it was in my head. So fast forward hours later, I'm waiting to see if I'm going to get on. And all of a sudden I get this feeling in my stomach. It felt a bit like nerves, but tinged with excitement. So, of course, they say, and next we're going to go to London, UK. And you actually hear me on the recording going like this. <laughs> I get to ask Wayne Dyer my question. And my question was something about how do you know that you're living your purpose? And he said, sometimes we need to forget that it's a work thing or a professional thing it's about serving people so if you know that I don't know you're great at reading it might be that you go to your neighbors and read stories for the children or the elderly but it's about really serving at the highest level mm. and when we get to do that that's the fuel that drives us it's how we to use your book title feel better and how we do better because you know we're, we're really serving at the highest level um so I think it's important from a spiritual perspective for people to do their own work I put this work out in the world and I'm very conscious that almost like a virus but in a positive way um I want to make sure that the vessel that I'm sharing it from is clean and if I feel that it's not clean I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to use it for judgment, including myself. I'm not going to use it to judge others. I'm going to do it from a really clean place. And that's the best I can do with the life that I have, you know? So I think it's important. I love that. I, and I, I love that. It's very much about kind of what can I do for me in these spaces? And, and I love the way that this actually, this like being visible in that way for you has all of these benefits as well. Mm, it's made some magical moments. And, you know, to be completely transparent, I think sometimes these biggest, most magical moments um, come from a place of maybe there was a darkness or something that wasn't, I, I say a darkness, let me explain what I mean, because that sounds a bit weird. Um, <laughs> it, it comes from 
sometimes like we have horrible things that happen in our lives things that we think yeah. we can't cope with um you know some people will call it the darkness before the dawn other people call it um I'm trying to think of the common expression um that's eluded me but you, you know something that feels like it's not so great will happen and it will floor us yeah in those moments we actually learn a lot about ourselves a lot about life and a lot about what happens on the other side of it the dark night of the soul was the expression I was looking for um but yeah when we have the dark night of the soul I think sometimes that invites us to sit uncomfortably in something and then of course when everyone sees oh Jenny you went and spoke at Google or oh you went and did this thing or you've worked with this company it all looks very shiny and great but it yeah. takes us through our paces you know yeah and it's you know people see that shiny thing but they don't see all of the stuff that happened before often yeah. do they? exactly that exactly that so I think um that's all part and parcel of it it's like the opposite side of the same stick very important okay well thank you so much I've loved this conversation I love that your method is called vibes as well we're going to put all of your links in the show notes but just quickly share where can people find you so I'm most active, believe it or not, on LinkedIn, um, okay. but they can find me on LinkedIn. They can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. You can find me on Instagram every so often. <laughs> um, you can basically, if you type in Jenny Kovacs um, and Google me, you'll find me in, in your nearest platform. But I do also do a lot of offline networking and stuff like that. Mm. So. Well, thank you so much. And I'm loving this whole way that it's all about doing it in a way that works for us. So mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope that you've got some practical things that you can take away so that you can feel better. If you have enjoyed this episode or if you've got any feedback at all for me, hop on over to Insta, find me at Ruth Kidsey and drop me a message. I would be delighted to talk to you. Take care.